This episode of Lash Boss Radio is brought to you by Paris Lash Academy. If you guys haven't heard of PLA, they are known for their pro-made fans. Even before uh, pre-mades, pro-mades were a thing and done well by a lot of companies, they were doing it right. They actually have their own manufacturing facility in Vietnam, and that is just next-level quality control, if you ask me. Um, I love PLA because uh, their team is just so incredibly generous and kind and sweet. Last year, I met them at the event that I threw with LashCast, which was the Las Vegas Lash Social, which was during IBS. We're doing it again this year, but um, I met them there and they were all like all smiles, all hanging out, just looked so happy to be together. And I just really liked that. I love that inside of a company. So They've got great quality products and their customer service is like unmatched. They're probably one of the most generous um, companies that I have come across. So thank you so much, PLA, for sponsoring today's episode. If you guys want to shop Paris Lash Academy, you can do so at parislashacademy.com and use code LASHBOSSRADIO for 15% off of your order. Thank you again, PLA, and here is today's episode. Welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today we are bringing in a brand new season. I am so excited. So my goal for this season is to bring back a lot of previous guests that I had in the beginning, see where they are now, and also bring on a few new guests that haven't been on the show yet. Also, if you haven't noticed, Lash Boss Radio has a new look, and I'm really excited to rebrand. It's the first rebrand I've ever done in five years. I think it's long overdue. I really love my previous logo, but I actually really love this one. You guys actually voted on it on social media, and so that makes it even more special. So thanks if you did vote, and hope you guys like the new look. If you've been listening for any amount of time, even if you're brand new, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I wanted to do an episode just on lash retention. I think that that's a really popular subject right now, and I wanted to throw in my two cents. So let's jump right in. All right, so the first tip I have for increasing your lash retention with your clients is to make sure that you are cleansing the lashes before you start. I think that this is kind of a 50-50 thing among our industry. Some people think, you know, they are more than capable of cleaning their own lashes. I have heard some people say, I want to see them cleaning so I can make sure that they're doing it at home. I think that is all valid points, but my my thought process is I just want to make sure the lashes that I'm about to place are sticking. So I want to go ahead and just clean them. It's a luxury service. It should be included. I I would think it would be odd if my hairstylist said, I just want to watch you wa- wash your hair just to, so I can make sure you can do it right. Um, I think we can tell if somebody isn't washing them properly because we're up close and in their lash line. We can usually tell. So if you have a client that you are suspecting is not cleansing correctly, you don't necessarily need to watch them, but you can just take photos of their lash line, not to post or anything, but just to show them uh, what they look like. And that way it can kind of teach them, be an educational moment between you and your client. And I think it's just nice to have that insurance that they're cleaned before you start. Also, it doesn't take that long. So... 
I really think adding in a minute and a half to two minutes to cleanse and rinse just for that insurance that they are really going to be clean, um, I think that that is worth it, in my opinion, for better retention. So cleanse and rinse properly. Also, I want to talk about what to cleanse with. So do not cleanse with baby shampoo. I think now we're not seeing that as much anymore now that lash cleansers are almost sold by every single brand. I really think that there are so much better options for the lash line and the eye area in general. Something that is made for the eye area, baby shampoo is not. So Johnson & Johnson, if you didn't know, released a statement several years ago saying, please stop using this around the eye, speaking directly to our industry. So that should tell you that's something you should not be doing. If you like to make cleansers and batches or something, I really recommend Prolong Cleanser and also Clean 11 by Ruthie Bell. Both really great options. I also want to speak on if your cleanser is getting really watery as soon as you place it down, there's a lot of oil present there usually because it's, it tends to kind of like fizzle out and get runny. There's also a certain ingredient that is sometimes added to cleansers, I believe. I want to say Jamie from Lash Base spoke about this. I am not an expert in this. So I don't want to butcher this, but I want to say that there is a certain ingredient that is added to some cleansers to make it still stay like a cloud. And ones that I know stay like a cloud are the Lash Makers new cleanser that they just released, TLC from Lash Affair, uh, Clean 11 by Ruthie Bell, even and Prolong as well. Um, so yeah, check those out if you are having that issue. But also if you are seeing some runniness happen, it could just be because the client has oil present on the lashes. So just double cleanse it. Next tip that I have for retention is to ask your clients to come into the appointment with no eye makeup or even moisturizer around the eye can sometimes affect retention a little bit. So if you just say that in your welcome emails or just when they're booking a full set with you or if it's been an issue with a client that's been coming in, then just tell them during the appointment, hey, next time, just make sure to come with no eye makeup on. It just helps with you not having to spend that extra time working on uh, getting anything off of their eyes, like eyeliner, leftover, anything, and they get more lash time. So a lot of people correlate retention with actually coverage. So if we're not getting them full in the first place, then it might appear that our retention isn't super great. So we always want to aim for getting them 100% full. So any time that we can um, make sure is allotted to the lashes and not anything else is great. So them being on time, them making sure that they're doing their part coming in with, you know, a clean lash line. And yes, we will cleanse them again, but at least that's not going to take any extra time. Third tip would be to use a primer if needed on oily clients. If they aren't oily, if they have dry lashes, a primer is actually not super necessary. I don't use primer pretty much on anyone because I think cleansing does the job. Um, but if you do have an oily client who you can tell the retention isn't as great with, you can always troubleshoot, use some primer, and see if that helps. The fourth tip would be to use thinner diameters on your clients. So there's two ways that you can do this. If you are using a single fiber on 
your clients like a 0.15, a 0.18, etc. You could always go a little bit thinner and you might find that those lashes, those extensions hang on the natural lash a little bit better. If you think about it, if you're applying a really thick extension to a really thin lash, it might not hold as well as if you had a thinner extension to a thinner lash. I think I sometimes think about twigs being attached to twigs and then a tree trunk being a attached to twigs. I feel like the twig and twig would hold on better than the tree trunk. At Pink Lady Lash, we've actually shifted from using a single fiber to multiple fibers. So we're actually using 0.05s or 0.03s as our classic lashes. We're just bundling like three or four. And this is often called the wet look, usually with 0.05s or 0.07s that's referred to as the wet look in our industry. But angel lashes has also been a huge thing in last season, I talked about angel lashes a little bit. We love, we love angel lashes. This was made popular by Maddie from Lightheart Lash. Love Maddie so much. And I love angel lashes. And I think a lot of people were kind of like, it doesn't have to be called a different name or that's just the wet look, whatever. You guys, it's great. I love angel lashes. I That's what I call them. Our clients love them. We use 0.03s. We use three or four of them per natural lash. And our retention is so good. It's always been good. But it's so much better. And the other day, I will tell you just from for personal experience, I, um, I love getting angel lashes on myself. But the other day, um, so I've been using 0.03s. I've been loving... Paris Lash Academy PLA lashes. They're so incredibly soft. So I'm a picker. If you didn't know, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm really not a great client because I just pick them off. And I think actually what it used to be was that anything thicker than like a 0.05, I, I feel like I could feel it because I'd start just feeling along with my fingers. If I could pick it off, I would pick it off. So that is me. So I also have to assume that some clients are like that too. But the 0.03s don't make me want to pick. If I feel something that's grown out, I'll start to want to pick. But I think the 0.03s are amazing insurance for the pickers and the people that feel everything and are very sensitive. So that's a tip for you if you have a client like that. But the other day, sorry, I'm coming back to this story. The other day I went in to get my lashes done and I was kind of in a rush. I asked her to just use 0.15s on me because I felt like that might be a little faster than doing like an angel lash fill. And I kid you not, I felt them when I went home and I'm like, this is, this is it. This is why we believe in angel lashes so much or using 0.03s so much because it just makes a big difference of comfortability and also just retention wise, they last longer. The reason why though is because there's multiple points of adhesion versus just one contact point and they just hang on like their volume lashes and they're amazing. So highly recommend doing multiple fibers on your clients because they will have retention like volume still looking on classic and it really doesn't take that much extra time. It also just makes them look feathery. I can't get enough of it. I love it even more than volume on myself. I've been wearing 0.03M Curl from PLA, and I I couldn't get enough. So that sounded like an ad for both Maddie with Lightheart and PLA, but they probably don't realize that I love it so much. 
Tip number five is to use an adhesive that works both with your environment and also your speed. So if you are in a high humidity room, just because you're outside of your room, out literally outside of your building is high humidity, that doesn't mean that that's true for the room that you're working in. Oftentimes, the smaller the room, the higher the humidity. So even if it's super dry outside, that doesn't necessarily mean it will be super dry inside. It just depends. So using a hygrometer to kind of test what your humidity is at various times in the year or in the day would just kind of give you a extra perspective on what type of adhesive is going to work best in your room. I personally think that the more advanced and the more experience you have, you can work with any adhesive in any environment just because you start to get to know how it's performing and what to look for. But if you feel like you're getting a lot of stickies or if you feel like when you place a lash on it, it starts to kind of turn, or move or your fans are closing up, then you might have an adhesive that is drying a little bit too slow. Maybe you have a dry room and the humidity isn't there to help you cure that adhesive super quickly. Or maybe you're just a faster lash artist than you used to be and you now need something that dries a little bit faster. So using your own experience and your own perspective and your own eyes to kind of see how your adhesive is working for you is really good to kind of gauge relatively what you should be going to faster or slower, thinner or thicker, stuff like that. Um, most brands are going to carry multiple types of adhesive because there's different environments and there's different speeds of lash artists. So if you're noticing that your lashes are popping off, if you're brushing at the end of your set and your lashes are popping off, then your adhesive might be drying a little too fast for you right now, possibly. Maybe you'll get faster one day and that adhesive will be your favorite thing ever. But for right now, you need something that's a little bit slower or you may just not be getting to the lash super quickly. So we'll talk about that in a second because I have written that down as another tip. As um, But you really need to make sure that the adhesive that you're using is working with the current speed that you are now and also the environment that you're working in. If you needed a hack to make it more humid in that area, you can spray like your nanomister above, um, not directly on the lashes, of course, but you can kind of have your nanomister going a little bit, see if that helps. You could also place um, some like water nearby. There is an old little hack long time ago, people used to take cotton rounds and put them on the cheeks and the the moisture would help speed up the curing process. I don't know if that's the most comfortable thing for your client, but if you would like to try that, <laughs> that has worked for some people. Another tip is using a booster. So Easy Wrap is one of my favorite products that has ever been invented. It is from Ruthie Bell. I love it so much. What you do is you apply about a millimeter's worth on the strip. You just take a little micro tip applicator and you run it along the lashes while they're still on the lash strip, not on the client's eye yet. You could also apply it to the natural lashes, just a little amount. But what this does is it makes any adhesive a cure on contact adhesive and it really changes the game for volume artists who are advanced and who are just wanting something to set as soon as it's gotten there. It's not that great for people that are beginners because it might be just too fast for you. You're, you might still be working on 
adhering and your application and your technique. So maybe don't try it yet. But eventually when you start feeling like, oh, I wish I could just go faster, then it might be time to use something like that. It also can help you speed up your drying time if you are just in need of that and you need some more help. If you are feeling like your adhesive is drying too fast, then take it back to the basics and um, we'll go on to the next tip, which is to make sure your your isolation is super wide and super clean. That all you see is one natural lash in between your tweezers when you isolate before you go and grab another one. Some people will grab a lash extension to place before they've isolated a lash. That is really tricky because you have to isolate with one hand. You also have to pick a natural lash that that extension you have in your other hand is suitable for. So it's not as ideal as picking the lash first, just getting any natural lash that is available to you, picking one, and then go finding a extension in a size that is suitable for that specific natural lash that you have. I always say don't get emotionally attached to the lash, the natural lashes, because you're going to put an extension on all of them. So go ahead and just pull some lashes to the side, the very first one you see go ahead and isolate that one. If it's a baby lash, totally fine. Actually recommended to go ahead and lash right away so that it can get out of the way. It's easier to isolate later if you go ahead and lash the baby lashes first. Obviously with something very short so that when it grows out, it's not dangling everywhere. So a six or seven, maybe an eight on those baby lashes. Baby lashes are actually fairly strong. Um, they just don't need anything super long because they're growing at a rapid rate and will be going crazy in a matter of a week. Um, so kind of co connecting um, my last two tips, if you are feeling like the lash extensions are curing way too fast, just kind of double check your isolation and just make sure that you're getting to the natural lash as soon as possible. There is no time for dilly-dallying. If you notice that you lose your isolation, go ahead and discard your lash extension that has adhesive on it. It is too late now. Go and find your isolation again and restart over. Along with uh, tip number seven was to use tape. It is your friend when you want to isolate better, when you want to kind of spread the lash line out. So I have given this analogy before, but I think it's worth mentioning again. So there's an analogy about cutting down a tree with a dull saw and it would take a really long time to cut that tree down because the saw is so dull. But if you took a second to go and sharpen the saw, you come back to the tree, it's much easier to cut. So this, I think about tape usage with lash extensions because if you are trying to apply and you don't want to take a second to use some tape either to help with the bottom lash or the iPad placement um, to help you there or to help on the lid to manipulate the lid, either stretching it outwards or lifting the lid skin up. It's kind of equivalent to sharpening the saw. If you're just going to leave it as a dull saw in the name of saving time, you actually are going to take more time. So go ahead and grab some tape and use it as a tool to help you actually do what you need to do faster and more efficiently. Tip number eight is to fully submerge and soak the end, the base of your extension in the adhesive. 
it's not exactly necessary to dip more than about 30% of the extension into adhesive. Personally, I think that doing around 25% is more than enough and it keeps the lashes looking and feeling soft, which I think is still important to artistry and to the clients. You don't want them to look super crunchy and brittle looking or hard looking because they would just use mascara if they wanted that. Lash extensions should look and feel soft. So I think just making sure that you're applying in a efficient way and quickly getting to the lash while still leaving it open um, without adhesive all over it, I think that's really my preferred way of doing lashes. The key to dipping your extension into adhesive is making sure that you're getting to the good part of the adhesive. Adhesive will start to cure from the outside in and form this film. Another analogy, I love analogies, when you think of queso when you're eating at dinner and the queso starts to form just this film over it. If you were to just like tap the top of the queso, you wouldn't get any of the cheese. So you got to go in there to get the good stuff because of that film that's starting. So when you're just tapping or dragging along the top of your adhesive dot, then you're probably not grabbing enough adhesive or enough good adhesive. So Make sure that you have a dome going on when it starts to flatten out like a puddle. It might be time to grab a new dot of adhesive. Um, another debate in our industry is like how, how much time do you leave between each dot of adhesive? It's up to you whenever you feel like it's time to switch. But I personally switch about every 20 minutes or so. I usually have like three dots of adhesive when I'm done with a fill. And when I'm doing a full set, I have like five to seven. Um, so it is up to you though, but whenever you start feeling like it's acting differently or it's kind of flattening out, I think that that's a good time to replace it just so you can make sure you have that insurance that that's fresh adhesive every time you're dipping in. If you're using something like a glue ring or like a glue cup or something on the side of your palette, um, that's also fine. It's great because you're getting to dunk in. I think that that saves a little bit of your adhesive freshness because it doesn't have anything to puddle out into. But um, preferably don't use a glue ring, especially if you use a thin or runny adhesive because you don't want that getting on someone's face or hair. But I think making sure to like fully soak that base and kind of look at it like I'm trying to get this as wet as possible because I want to almost watch paint dry. So it's like you're watching the adhesive dry or cure really as it's on the natural lash. You can kind of see it go from shiny to matte. And if you're watching that, you're really lashing intentionally. You're really dipping intentionally and adhering intentionally. I think those people have the best retention. It's the people that are kind of willy-nilly or absent-minded or are talking so much throughout the appointment that they're kind of not realizing what they're even doing anymore. The idea of, you know, driving home and you kind of forgot the drive the whole way there where it's like very much autopilot, that's totally fine with lashing at a certain point. But in, as a beginner, especially, just make sure you're very present and you're very locked in and tuned in to every single dip because let's say you have your coverage perfect and your retention amazing that client's going to come back with great retention your fills are going to be so much faster and easier to do and you're going to get to focus more on artistry and just filling them back up 100 and not like trying to catch up every single time you do an appointment 
Tip number nine, attach the base fully flush with the natural lash. So a lot of times we see lifted bases when the angle of the extension isn't matching the angle of the natural lash. So just depending on how straight or curly the person's natural lash is, you might have to turn your tweezer or tilt your wrist forward or backward to match the angles up. You can attach to the top, the bottom, or the side, especially when you're doing classic, but I really love attaching to the side when I'm doing classic because I just feel like I'm getting a better bond. I love attaching from the bottom when I'm doing volume. I just feel like it cups the natural lash a little bit differently than when I'm just sitting it on top. I think that those really aid in my retention. But I always try to think about matching the angle. So sometimes my my wrist is more tilted backwards and sometimes it's more tilted forwards. But all we're looking for is that the angles are matched up and that the bases are flush. When you're looking for that, it's very hard to mess that up, I would say, because you're actively trying to notice, like, are the bases attached everywhere from this point to this point? Are they fully attached or is there any lifting going on? Because we definitely don't want that. That's not going to help with retention whatsoever. They're going to flick off or someone's going to feel them and they'll pick them off themselves. Number 10, use a M or L curl for straighter lashes. The bases being straighter also aid in retention just because they have a better surface area to attach to. So when you're using super curly lashes like a D curl on somebody that has super straight lashes, you might find that the the bases aren't getting to attach for very long for very long um, before they just split. So using a more relaxed curl is fine or using something with a straight base like that, especially for straight lashed clients. Number 11 is to hold your isolation for three or four seconds, especially if you're a beginner. Shorter if you know you don't need it, but kind of just to test out how the adhesive is working that day or with that client, just hold it for three or four seconds until you can, you know, kind of where that sweet spot is of how long you need to hold it for. The reason why I think this helps with retention is because if you have less stickies overall, there's less pulling at the bases that you are wanting to kind of be left alone and able to fully bond. So if there's less manipulation to the bases, I think that they last longer. And also you're not making those bonds super brittle when you're like pulling them apart and stuff. They're just fully smooth and round. So better isolation um, or longer isolation, I would say, after you place your lash or your fan on the natural lash, just kind of leave it there to fully adhere and then move on. Tip number 12 would actually be to move to a different section of the eye completely, like completely different section of the eye. Like maybe you're doing an inner corner. You can go ahead and do an outer corner on the same eye and maybe the middle up to a certain point. When you start getting that eye really, really full, you really just want to move between both eyes equally, just one here on the left, one here on the right, and and so on. The reason is because you want to give enough time for the lash to fully cure before you are just like moving on. Um, in that same area. You don't want any stickies happening because you're trying to work all in the same area all at once. The exception to this is if you have a really fast drying adhesive, you're just a more advanced artist, you're faster already, you are using a booster like Easy Wrap and everything is fully cured by that time. But when you're just starting out or when you are kind of just trying to start your day with clients, just kind of feel out where you're at and make sure 
that you're giving enough time and space for the lashes to cure. Tip number 13 is to fully check for stickies at the end of the appointment. I actually check for stickies top to bottom um, throughout the appointment just to make sure the iPads are not moving and that everything's kind of tucked in still underneath. Little tip really quick is if you are pushing the pads down a lot in your service, you might be popping out the bottom lashes. So if you're having trouble with bottom lashes getting stuck, then that could be what it is. But I check for that throughout the appointment. And then I check for side to side stickies at the end of the appointment. I fully check every single bond because I don't want a single sticky. Well, I fully check every single bond because I don't want a single sticky in the lash line when they leave. I feel anything going on, a sticky, a grown-out lash. So I know that other people do too. And I think a lot of times if you are having stickies, if you're having issues with that, you might think your retention is bad when it's really the comfort level. Clients are going home, they're feeling the stickies, they're picking them off, and they may or may not tell you that, and you might think it's your retention. So you start questioning everything you're doing, the products that you're using, et cetera, when it might just be you are needing to apply just a little bit cleaner, maybe slow down a little bit, maybe hold your isolation a little bit longer, and just double, triple check for stickies at the end of the appointment and just make sure there are none. If you have zero stickies, I, I think that you're just not looking hard enough because everyone has a couple of stickies at the end of an appointment, no matter how skilled they are, because sometimes they're unintentional when something is not fully, fully, fully cured yet. It just might hang on to its little neighbor for a little bit and it'll just gently come apart. The ones that are really stuck together, that's definitely you having either too slow of an adhesive or you are moving way too fast um, and you need to give it more time to cure. So overall, I just want to say with retention, you should be thinking so presently and intentionally every single time you dip and you place onto the natural lash. It should feel like in your head, you could say for every single lash that you placed, oh yeah, that one's not going anywhere. I think when you get to this place where your retention is in a good spot, think about how much that will affect your clientele and your retention just with clients coming back and seeing you. And also just everything, their satisfaction level, their happiness level, they are going to feel like your services are even more valuable. They'll never leave you if they have great retention and you're applying lashes in a super beautifully and artistic way. It's very hard to lose a client. So if you can get your retention right, you are going to see so much growth in your clientele and your business. Um, and yeah, so I hope this episode helped you and I had a great time talking about retention. If you have any suggestions for topics, please leave a review and you can just type in the review what you'd like to see on the show. And we're going to try that this season and see if that um, one helps me get more reviews because I would love if you left me one. But two, also if I can see um, that I'm serving my community the best way that I can. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll be back very soon with the next episode. <laughs>